Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. And I'm very excited, and I have a feeling you guys are going to be excited, because I have a special guest. Say hello. Hello. No, I'm excited. <laughs> Everyone's excited. Yay. So Dean, my husband, is joining us for another episode, because I think you guys really enjoyed the last one. But we're going to switch gears. I'm flattered. Yeah, you should be. Everyone was saying that you have such a thick accent. It's hilarious when I hear that. Okay. <laughs> no, you just your... <laughs> just Western Canadian. Oh, Western don't Canadian. change your accent. Oh, I thought you wanted me to do an accent. I don't really have any accents. <laughs> I can't say that's one of your talents. But anyway, no. so today we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk <clears throat> about marriage and married life. Um, and, you know, one of the ways that I think is a positive and that we're able to make it work, despite it being a big difference is that Dean is a Gen Xer. I'm a millennial. We're going to talk about that angle a little bit. Um, parenting, you know, how we make all the good things work, how we work through the differences. We're yep. just going to hash it out. So hash let's jump out. into it. Yeah. Gen X, we've discovered, is like 1960-something. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? I don't know. 64 to... 81. I don't know. Something yeah, like that. 61 to 81. Yeah. Fifth, four, what, third, 12, whatever. <laughs> then 987. Then 987. A six, bunch of years. A bunch of years, yeah. Millennials, you know, early 80s up to whatever. Yeah. Um, and then that the next generation that they're saying is the alpha Right, so that was like. Well, that's. I think that's this term between two millennials that have children. They're alphas. They're alphas. But what does it make when I'm a Gen Xer and you're a millennial? What does that right. make? We're like breaking the rules here. So we're gonna get to that. Yeah. We're gonna talk about parenting and what Sideboard that's like. Kids or something. Um, but maybe we could start with some things that's like the differences with mm. the age gap and maybe how we navigate that because I do have a lot of viewers that ask me questions like. Well, first of all, I should point out, I don't know if you knew this, Dean, but one of the ways that people find my channel on YouTube is actually searching dating older men. Perverts. <laughs> it's a thing. Age gap relationships. Mm. Um, I think people are hungry for the information because it's not an uncommon practice. People marry older, younger, whatever. Mm. Um, and, but I think it's a unique type of relationship, maybe because other people judge. Maybe. Um, you know, well, if you yeah. think about it, whenever we meet people, and I'm going off the storyline here, but people will be like, you know, how, like, when they, when I say, oh, my husband's a little older than me, and they're like, oh, how much older? And I'm like, you know, 15 years. I kind of get like a little bit of a look. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I guess that kind of is a lot. Yeah. And then I always. It affects me more nowadays um, than it did when I first met you because I really didn't know. Right. So, so you know. Like we were dating and having fun. Yeah. I mean, and plus, you didn't look like that young. Mm. You know, you're very kind of a tall, glamorous looking woman. And, you know, I'm from the Shire. So <laughs> it's like, I guess, you know, this is working out. I don't know. And when we found out, you know, so many years of people making a, a big deal kind of makes you almost want to not apologize for it, but, you know, uh, okay, before you come in the house, there's one thing you should know, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's a bigger deal on paper or 
if you're just saying it in passing. I don't passing, think it's a bigger deal on anything. No, but when people meet us, mm. they're like, oh, I never would have known. Right. Because the chemistry's there. And we're buddies most yeah, of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> Except <laughs> when we brawl. Like when buddies. you're trying to set up a podcast and then you're not for oh 10 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a, that's, that's a story for another we, day. Yeah, we talk about this. But it, it, it is something that people mm-hmm. are like, okay, because one of the things, what I find is a challenge right now is where you're looking ahead to like, let's plan for retirement and what life's going to look like then. And I'm just like, hold on a second. I'm, my brain can't even go there yet. So I think that's an interesting one. Just like being in different phases of life at mm-hmm. different times. I mean, how old were you when Esme was born? Oh, geez, uh, 46? Two? No, 40. Well, she's six. 43? Yeah, 40, uh, 40, 42. 42. 42. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of significant. Like, you had friends with grown children by the time oh, yeah. that you had I, kids. I have friends out, out west that have uh, their children in university and, uh, you know, are actually, they're already done. Right. And, and some that have children of their own. That's crazy. Like their children have children. Yeah. Their grandparents, yeah. yeah. Because there are some people who had kids really young, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's something, like, I'll get a question like, oh, are you guys going to have more kids? And I'm like, no, man. Like, Dean's like 49. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of work to be having, like, to keep adding to your family or certain phases of life when there is a big age gap. Yeah. But, but, yeah, that's not a big deal. I mean, I'm not going to throw it out there. Right. I don't think it's fair to the child that you're going to have a father who's, you know, going to be 65 when they're, you know, 10 years old kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. That, that's that's not good. And plus, it's you don't want to be taking care of kids in that in that respect when you're that age. Oh, yeah. And that's the angle that I'm sort of positioning it today yeah. is like... So that's one thing. There's the retire... You know, there's a state of mind where you are in this, in this life. Yes. You know. However, when it comes to parenting and stuff, what I find interesting is sometimes things will happen and I have like a bit of an emotional head about me mm-hmm. when I'm like, oh God, where's Dean? Because I feel like you've kind of been there. <laughs> what do you mean? Like I wandered <laughs> off and you got to get the, you got to get the uh, GPS tracker on me. <laughs> Turn on the dial app. No, like if Esme's having a moment <laughs> and I'm like, I need your dad to sit with me so we can like talk through this together. Like you have this very like cool calm collected thing happening like you're very a very present parent and I actually feel like it's because you had kids a little bit later in life and you're like not I don't know how to say this without insulting other people but it's like you're not trying to go live your best youthful life like out in the bar with the dudes like you're like no I've I've done that like this is my time to parent and have a family right now well I don't mind going to the bar and having a beer with the dudes of course but it's Um, not top priority no, I mean it's that's all over. I don't get, I don't care about that stuff. One thing that you know personally, I find on this on this road and why I can spend so much time with the kids and how, how I legitimately enjoy it mm-hmm. is because you know I did all that stuff in my youth. You know, I right. drank to excess and you know not not crazy and uh, and had wild times. And not traveled really, like and traveled. And you know what I, I found along the road is that. The things that are the most valuable to you, those golden things, and it's no cliche, is is the family that's close to you. That's why I'm very, I mean, I'm, as you know, I'm not a giant fan of child shaming and mm-hmm. like, oh, I have to take care of these children or whatever. Because mm. in my generation, 
I mean, actually, it's not in my generation. It's often said, it's like, you know, you're an adult. You made choices. And if you didn't like those choices, then suck it up and live with them. And having to shame a child because, oh, you know, I just had enough. I'm going to watch some Netflix or whatever. And those kids can go and break the house apart if you want. It's like, it kind of like, I don't find that's an accolade. I find that as something that people should shame you on. It's just like, you made that decision. To bring that child into the world. Yeah, yeah. get on it. Right. Don't, be, don't, you're just, in my, you know, that's a loser move. Mm. To me, that's like, I just look at you and just go, you're a loser. Yeah, like you're not going to enjoy every minute of parenting. There are going to be times you're going to just like, I need a break. Like you're on me, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But in general, you have very much an attitude that is very grateful about this time in your life. And I, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, who we are and, and our like generations and all of that. And I wonder mm. if that probably comes back to how you were brought up. You have great parents, but you were a lot of kids in that house. Mm -hmm. And what did they call you guys? Latchkey? Yeah, latchkey, latchkey kids. So yeah. what does latchkey kids even mean? Well, the, the, you know, I guess I would have been uh, like the late 70s, early 80s. Mm -hmm. So a lot of women in the household were going out and getting jobs. And my mom was a hairdresser. And uh, she started to work right around the time my little brother and I were like, I guess in grade five, six, mm -hmm. maybe something like that. Yeah. So in my family, the older kids were brought up by the younger parents and, you know, I, I'm not crying about it, but they got the toys and they got the cars and they got all the stuff and mom was home to cook them three squares and whatnot. And when my brother and I came along, we was just like, yeah, I'm going to work. So here's a key. Yeah. And there's, we'll see at dinner. there's cheese slices in the fridge yeah. and, uh, you know, some, some, some hot dogs and, and, uh, you can make yourself. So that's kind of being a latchkey kid. And you, the thing is, is it wasn't. Yourself. And it, we're not saying anything to shame anybody. You have great parents, but I think it was the, no. I'm not going to. We're not going to pull any punches no, on, on the not. parents or whatever. Heck thing. no. Because you know what? That's weak as well. But what I was going to yeah. say is that this wasn't unique to your family. This no, was like that was across the board sure. culturally. This is what was yeah. happening in North America. Is like yeah. you're right. Women were going back to work. Sorry, babies, you're on your own. Like yeah. you got to do your thing. And so what I find interesting about that is, my mom worked too, right? My dad, everybody worked, but we weren't like. If I'm not mistaken, it was kind of illegal to even leave kids alone in the house by the time I was a kid. Like we, oh, really? we had to be with like a babysitter. Yeah, right. And that was crappy. But I mean, mm. it was what it was. Um, and yeah, there was, it was just a different time in that sense. Mm. Um, so, you know, when we think about how we parent our kids, I think that that's something that is very different that's happening right now about how we parent. We are so present and documenting so much of it mm -hmm. i mean i'm for sure in that genre you yeah. know what i do yeah. but it's documenting so much there's so much judgment there's so much questioning there's so much doubt like it'll be very interesting to see like how our kids turn out based on how we interact so much with them yeah to a certain degree like I, think how much time the kids get with us they get a lot of they get a lot with us i mean but but i mean from my perspective i think that you're maybe not as, you know, as you're, as you describe in your generation, you know, the, the, you know, you're not, you're not 
uh, hovering over them and whatnot at, at every moment. In fact, I think you're not hovering over them. <laughs> I'm hovering over them. You might be right. But you know, you you're more busy with your uh, with your uh, working your, from home working from home situation. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of cases, it's just like you know, in my job or <laughs> when I had a job, mm -hmm. you know, in, in my job, um, I tend to go away for short spurts and then come back. And uh, you know, you're always busy. So um, when I'm home, my time is dedicated to the kids. Totally. But I, that doesn't mean that I'm just like, oh, you know, setting up crafts for them all day and whatnot. You know, we, we do different things. I really like to, like when I, uh, you know, when Esme was coming along, I like to take her out and show her the world. Because in my experience growing up as a child, when we became those latchkey kids and we would get on our bikes on a Saturday morning and go hell and gone you know, miles and miles away from our home. There's no cell phones. Right. No one knows where you are. And I don't know, does anyone really care? Probably not. Right. I mean, if you ended up in the, in the, you know, if the police came by, I'm sure your parents would care at that point. But you came home approximately at dinner time. You had something to eat. And then you went off out again until the streetlights came on. And that was it. But in those journeys, when you were going, I mean, there's some freaky experiences, right? You meet people, you're like, holy crap, you're and, a freak. And it's 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 probably really easy. Like if you wanted to go, I'm going to look at all the negatives from that type of parenting. But on the other side, I think that now you are, I'm thinking about you specifically, yeah. and I'm not talking about everybody who is, who's a Gen Xer, but you know, you're a very confident person, I find. Like you're just... You just do what needs to be done or you did things and didn't need to document it. And, you know, we were talking a little bit about social media yesterday and like how it impacts us and yeah. our relationship with people and whatever. Um, but it, it sort of created like this confidence, like you just know how to make your own fun. Mm -hmm. And you really try to show the kids that and are a really present parent in that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing about I like to go out on the town kind of thing and uh, let the kids speak for themselves and, you know, teach them how to be polite without making that big of a deal about it. You know, it should, things just come naturally to them. You know, you're not going to, like, for example, you know, uh, Jack is more shy than Esme, so we'll go to get groceries and, you know, maybe the lady will give him a sticker or a lollipop and, and kind of look at, just kind of look at him for a second and say, hey man, say thanks. And if he doesn't, then, then leave it alone. Mm. You know, let the lesson soak in for a while. As and you know, um, in that way, they discover that you know they can do it for themselves, and not just with being with people, but you know, tackling boredom. It's okay for them to be bored. Let mm -hmm. them be bored. You know, when I was bored, we were making rocket launchers and matchhead cannons and um, climbing walls in the backyard and. All kinds of stuff because we were bored, mm -hmm. and and this is lost. Uh, this is a lost thing, and it's so important because it really develops creativity with a with a child. Um, because Letting, God knows, yeah. toys aren't solving the problem. Like, well, the first yeah. the thing that's coming to my yeah. mind is coping skills because mm -hmm. I feel like there is so much wanting to rescue kids mm -hmm. and fix everything for them so quickly. Like that's something that's different from our parents' time. And, you know, your parents for sure, mm -hmm. um, that kids are kind of being put into the world where they don't know 
how to handle hardship anymore because there's been so many helicopter parents and so many people just like bubble wrapping every experience mm, that right. the kids don't know how to be bored. They don't know how to make their own fun. They don't know what to do when their iPads lose power, you know? So it's an interesting, delicate dance right now to parent yeah. because like we have that information. We're like, okay, we know that's a problem. Like how do we navigate that space? But also we have iPads and we want to use them, you know? So right. it's like this like delicate dance and, yeah. Yeah. um, it makes me think too of how sometimes certain generations will make very, you know, comments on Twitter and all over the internet. Like, I went to a restaurant today and the family sitting next to me, the kids popped open their iPads and had them at dinner. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, dude. But you know what? If you had those when you were parenting your children, yeah. I guarantee you would have used right. them. Right. The age old argument. If you, if you had it, would you have used it yeah. and whatnot? And I, absolutely. Like, I mean, we had those, you know, the little electronic games that came out, electronic quarterback and these baseball games that were simple little LEDs. Oh yeah. Uh, lights. And we would play those whenever we could for hours man right. i'm sure your mom wasn't and, like you're frying your brain or maybe she no, did like, atari 2600 came out yeah and and we never had that but uh our friends did or one of our two of our friends did i mean we would play that thing like all the time so i think that yeah it's a little bit you gotta it's tricky with the age thing so coming yeah. back to the age thing with you and i navigating parenting mm. curious i don't know if i actually know the answer to this so it might shock me but what do you find is i want to know like a challenge and something that surprised you or makes you happy about with, with regard the to age gap like between with, us yeah like I what do you think is a challenge i, I think yeah geez i don't know if i want to tell you that and we end up in divorce court right now Doubtful. Uh, <laughs> i i think i was surprised because and i'll just give you a just a short background okay you know parents boot us out of the house seven you're done high school you're gone bye and there was no big ceremony. I mean, people used to, I, I knew friends that whose parents were like, you know, give them a car and, mm. you know, they were off to university and stuff. Our parents didn't have the money for that. Right. And it was six kids. You just didn't have it. So it was very much, um, you know, what, you, what do you think you want to do? Oh, in my case, I went and fixed bikes uh, and rode mountain bikes in the mountains and climbed, uh, climbed uh, rocks. And, you know, I was very outdoorsy and whatnot. So... You know, and I, and I went to uh, the city I was living in, and I didn't. I, I only had a few friends, and I I made do. I met people. I slept on sofas. I eventually, you know, roommated with somebody and stuff. So it was always very sporadic. Okay. My living arrangements and whatnot, and actually, it kind of carried on through my life. <laughs> I was gonna say, has because, much changed because you develop this kind of like, oh, there's a job here. Let's go pack your stuff, mm -hmm. and we're gone. Yeah. When we moved. When, when we got together and we found out that I would commute from Asia out of Vancouver, mm -hmm. not really commute out of Vancouver, more like reverse visit Vancouver yeah, for yeah, exactly. extended times, um, I was very surprised at how much of a shock it was to you to move. Oh, yeah. You were upset. And I, at that moment, and we weren't really, I mean. We were dating like a little over a year, I think. A little over a year, right. Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. Yeah. And at that moment, the age showed up. Uh, yes. Not, not your, I'm not blaming you for your age. It was the lack of life experience. Maybe, right. Maybe the, the contrast was too great. And I really thought like, no, this isn't going to work. Because I was mobile. I was driven. I was keen to get experience, uh, more experience at my flying. And um, 
I'm having a laugh over here because now that you know me, you you might notice that it's like a thing. Like I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> so oh there's some tears. So yeah. whenever there's... If, if you were on fire and there was a glass of water across the street and you said, you got to go across the street to get that glass of water. And you're like, I don't know if I can do it. It's just so far. And oh, my <laughs> friends. I'm like, you're on fire. Put yourself out with a cup, please. I'm one of those people that like, loves hard knowing it's probably gonna hurt when you gotta break up or whatever like so it's like i live hard wherever i am i make the friends but it sucks when you have to go and i but i go through that like every time so it's nothing new but that was the first time but but in this this case you you had just started out in a new job yeah you were living in a basement suite eating swedish frozen swedish meatballs yeah which i think we still have in the fridge delicious they are delicious yeah and um you know, I was just like... But it's when, like, the age difference kind of smacked you in the face. Like, yeah. whoa, there is an age gap. Because yeah. it's true, like, when you care for someone, and, and I mean, I feel like now, as we kind of go through life together, the gap lessens and lessens, and we're so much more on the same path than we were before. Although mm. there are certain things that maybe you prioritize that I don't, and vice versa. Yeah. The gap is smaller. But yeah, when you first oh, meet you're just like, the gap you're is lust. almost... Yeah. It's nil. It, but when you're not first nil, meeting... But there's different... It's changed a lot because yeah. you got older and you've been got more focused on what you wanted. Exactly. And I'm at the point where I'm just like, yeah, the career I chose is kind of cool, but I could pretty well do anything else and not it wouldn't bother me to never do it again. Well, I mean... Although I've, I love it, but... I've seen yeah. you accomplish like a lifelong goal that was like the peak of the peak and you did it. And then it's like you were kind of went through a phase of your life where it was like, okay, now what's the next goal? You know, like, mm. what do we look to next? Where I was like, hadn't even quite thought what my first goal was, you know, like yeah. if you think about that and like where we were in our lives. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's like, just to kind of continue where, you, you know, with the challenge and stuff, but mm-hmm. since that time, like overcoming that challenge with you was basically just leaving you alone. Right. Not alone, alone, but just kind of just, you know, nurturing your, you know, I'd come back from overseas, I'd sleep a day or two, get back on track, and then realize that, you know, we have to spend some time together. Ooh, those were hard days, actually. I just remembered that. Oh, and I was so lonely, and I wanted to hang out with you so bad. And, and you were I like, I'm sleep. so tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you were lo- you were oh, very lonely because, so you know, lonely. you moved to a whole different city and you're like, I'm moving with this dude. Oh, yeah, by the way, God, we're only going to see each other 120 days a year yeah. for the next five or more year. And side story, it's yeah. really hard to meet people when you're not dating and you're not partying yeah. and your partner's not there. So you're just like yeah. this lone wolf. It was hard. It was certainly, so, yeah, but yeah. I mean, even the dynamic of like, and I'm sidestepping here, but like you would be we sidestep all the these, time. Let's we, be this honest. This podcast is just like a. It's a sandwich. Lay, it's, a, it's layered. It's a sandwich, but it fell off the table and the dog's <laughs> eating part of it. <laughs> but like you would you would come home and just just for a moment for people who've never lived this kind of long distance life with a partner that travels for a living is like I would have been home cooking food eating at home because Vancouver was really expensive I wasn't eating out all the time sure you would was. have just been eating out on the road every single day oh my God, yeah. so you'd come home and be like I'm so like I think what you said to me once was the greatest feeling was just like opening the fridge and just like deciding what you want to eat and in your yeah. own kitchen and here I was like hey you want to go out for dinner and you're like no like yeah. that's the last thing I want to do so it was certainly a compromise but the question I was wondering is in parenting is there something like right now between us 
like a challenge, do you Between, find? The way, yeah. you know, style? Just in, because of age or whatever? <clears throat> Excuse me. I feel like I already know what it is. Um, the challenge that you have with me. With regard to raising children? Or just at this phase of life in the in the age gap thing. I feel like it's my obsession, although it's not an obsession, but maybe it kind of is with being online all the time. Like, Not so much, actually, because I've got quite used to that okay. uh, over the years. And to be honest, you've cut it. Oh, I have. You, you've scheduled yourself. I don't want to talk about that social media. You know, honestly, you're doing what you're, you're doing. What no, you're I know, doing. but I think I, it's a I, common thing. I recently thing. saw something. Somebody complaining, oh, my, they're always on Instagram or they're always on thing. Hey, guess what? Everybody's always on Instagram and everybody's always on their phone. Right. And actually, you've scheduled your life, especially on the weekends. You almost don't touch any electronics. And during the day, you know, if Jack's home, um, you're, you spend a whole lot of time with him. Oh, yeah. And then you're going, so you're you're doing these rapid bursts, right? bursts yeah. of, of energy and I think when you're with Jack, you think of a concept like, you know, you're good at multitasking. Mm -hmm. But so that no, took that, some, that, okay, but I'm it surprised. Took, but it, no, but it did, there was a time where I was just like, mind you, it, it was less organized, I think. Yeah. And I was getting kind of to the point where just like, and also I wasn't face out of that phone. <laughs> and also when you're doing something that you're trying to make a job, but you're not getting paid, it's very yeah. hard to justify that to your partner. So that's a story for another day. But okay, yeah. I'm surprised by that, honestly. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's the challenge of uh, me looking at uh, traditional jobs. There's the challenge of me coming from, like, hey, you're going to be a, you know, a millwright, you're going to be a plumber, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be... These are, these are where I came from. These are... Trades, yeah. Trades. A pilot. They've been around forever. Yeah. And then you're like, you're going to do what? I'm like, nah, like, that's this other idea. <laughs> no, we've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not an issue. But the challenge of parenting is that, you know... I always find that I'm kind of more alert to things that are happening with the kids because um, I'm always with them. And sometimes I'm like, do I have to put another Band-Aid on today? Do we have to do this again today? Like, where is my wife? So there are times where I kind of go, I just wish that... Also, the kids don't leave you alone very much. I was just going to say that. Which I think you touched on before because you were like, you travel. There are times when you're away. Mm -hmm. So I think the kids have it in their brains. They're like pre-programmed to think if dad's home, we're going to soak up every minute with this man. Where with me, they kind of like do their own thing. We hang out, then we don't hang out and everybody's still fine. Like the world keeps spinning. Yes. But yeah, it's different with, and I don't know if that's like a dad thing. But it, it might be. It might be. Yeah. Because you're so hands-on and you like play like roughhouse and stuff like that. I don't really do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It could be. So basically, the challenge is, is that, to answer your question, is that, you know, the the moving thing, that was a big challenge. Me being not seasoned. Hey, Nora. You kind of not being ready to move and me not being ready for it. And then with the kids, you know, being a hands-on dad when traditionally... <laughs> Had a fur baby. Fur baby. Doing her thing. When, when, actually, it, is it really a traditional? I mean, everybody's like, yeah, you're parenting too. Uh, yeah, I know, but I didn't <laughs> know that I had to do that to the extent that I did. Because I was of the generation where it's just like. Your dad came home for dinner and there was dinner on the table. There was dinner on the table. Then after, there was a paper and, you know, whatever. And then, whatever. 
and him and mom would maybe talk at the at the table for a while and then it was bedtime for everybody mm. and you got to bed like right. really fast right because uh, anyway so that's the challenges mm. carrying on <laughs> yeah i think the biggest thing that's frustrating that I think anybody who's been in a relationship with someone who's older than them is that there's always times where that card is played where the older person <laughs> thinks that they're the freaking expert. I've been there, done that. I am older than you. And you're just like, save it, grandpa. And I there's know. also the time, <laughs> and not to throw fuel on oh, the fire, Probably <laughs> let's do it anyway. I've already thrown you under the bus, so go for it. There's also the thing where you can go back eight years or seven years and kind of go, oh my God, you didn't know that. And then right. all of a sudden later, like, if you want to have, I'll, if I'll you basically want to brawl. I'm not, I'm not insulting your age group, mm. but you guys are the best imitators I've ever seen. You imitate each other. You imitate what's showing you like it's your own. And I, I and, and that's, that's the way it is. That's fine. Oh, you don't believe that? I'm just giving. I'm shaking my oh head. Oh my god! Eye rolling hard. Here we go. No, no, it's. No, but we're not talking about I'm specifics. Talk oh, I'm just okay. saying because we could go on about that. But like, mm -hmm. that is a thing that the older generation, I'm sure throughout history, always feels that the younger generation that's coming after them is like they don't know what they're doing, and it's like a common thing. Your parents probably said some shit about your generation. You said some shit about the next one, and then you found me, and you're like, shit, conflict. Damn, and I get to sleep like three feet from her. Sucks. You know? So, but I think that's normal because you do have life experience. And I feel like that, what was I met with this 15-year-old the other day, and I was like, I can't even deal with this ridiculousness. But the thing is, is and you can flip it both ways. Totally. This little thing, the Oscar Wilde quote, women are made to love, not to understand. You can flip it the other way too and say that men are made to be loved and not to be understood because the truth of the matter is, is that even if you're not of that big of an age gap, I mean, that certainly adds difficulty to it. But just because you're men and women, you're, we're, they're very different. Our makeups are different. Mm. So you're always, there's always going to be something. The guy's <laughs> always going to fall back on the mansplaining. Like, okay, listen. Oh my God. You should have, when you're using the GPS in the car. I could push in front of a bus what, when that happens. <laughs> when you're using the GPS, this is what you want to do. And... But see that the and the thing is I'm too fiery to deal, so it always ends up in a brawl. <laughs> I'm not just like, mm, thanks, Dean. I'm just like, here we go. No, so it's but that is a it thing is, with it age gaps. And I feel like if someone listening to this was getting into a new relationship with someone where there was a large age gap, it's gonna come up at some point. Someone's gonna say you're too old or you're too young, and that's a thing. It's like a thing. People go for the easiest, like angle in an argument yeah. or something right yeah so okay we do have a couple questions and then we'll like oh, okay, sure. this might steer us in a different direction That's here okay. let's see pulling this it was up from instagram because when we were as we're recording this i went over on instagram which is at amanda muse by the way and dean is at planet dean too and i was like hey guys got some questions because here's what we're talking about so let's start with this one this is actually a really interesting one so this is from carolyn marie 15 and she was saying do you Hi, ever carolyn. still find yourself missing your pre-baby freedom your no. pre-children freedom no she's two and a half years into motherhood and she says while it's unbelievably rewarding i still struggle with feeling stuck or missing that freedom well too bad for you guess what i guess what i don't miss what <laughs> that was i didn't try to be harsh i gave him an eye stare Go i ahead. know Okay, let me gentle that down a bit. Yeah, a little bit. But what I mean is that 
the best way I, I know what I want to say, but well, yeah. the best way I can explain is this. Mm-hmm. Do I miss my pre-baby baby freedom? I've been alone in hotel rooms in China, in Russia, in mm-hmm. Rome, where I was in these exotic places. I went out for my day trip to see whatever mm-hmm. I needed to see or take the pictures and, and check the boxes and have the food. And then I go back to my room. Loneliness. Loneliness beyond loneliness. Right, And I think that is a perspective that you have because you had children at 42. Yeah. You weren't and, 21. And this is children. going back to what I talked about, about certain social media people that are child shaming. Not, And I'm not saying she is because she's not. Right. She's asking a simple question. But the simple answer is that, you know what? My life personally, I'm not talking about anyone else's, just my life. My life alone means nothing. Right. I think Eddie Vedder wrote Nothing Man, uh, uh, Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a song, Nothing Man. And you listen to it and it's basically like, you know what? It's maybe a man that you could interpret how you want. Maybe a man that went through a divorce or whatever, left his previous life. Mm-hmm. And maybe he thought that, oh, you know, I'm going to go out. There's this nice looking girl over here. And, you know, oh, I want to save my money for this car or whatever mm-hmm. like this. But in reality, I've been out there. It's cold. Yeah. And there's nothing. And, and you're able to have that because, yeah. so from my perspective as the mom, I was 27 when Esme was born, I think, which mm-hmm. to be fair is actually quite young in and amongst like my age group. A lot of the people I was hanging around, I was like the first of them to have kids. Oh, is that right? Yeah. What I want to say is that at only two and a half years. I, I, I would have thought that. None of my friends had had babies. And the tw- oh, maybe it's changed. It's shifting, right? Though in some pockets, like having- where we live mm-hmm. now, people have children a lot, young, like a lot younger. Mm-hmm. In different areas of the, you know, North America, people get married younger and have babies younger, whatever. Sure. But what I was going to say is, at two and a half years in, you're in the thick of like harder times. I find now at four and six years old, I feel like. I'm starting to get that time back again. And my body, like I'm not breastfeeding anymore. It's all mine. You know, my body is my own again. Right. You start to, your children get independence from you. Mm-hmm. And they're able to just chill with dad if you want to go out for a coffee with friends. And right? you know what? I'll just add to that. I'm yeah. not trying to be hero dad. But I can, you know, part of the self-actualization or getting to know your real self as you age mm-hmm. sounds very profound, but it's not. So important, yeah. You you start to see in others certain needs. Mm-hmm. You realize that oh, I've got my I'm sorting my shit out. I kind of know where I am or who I am, and I really do. And it's coming more and more to me, like not in like this. Oh my god, I gotta I'm having a midlife crisis, but in a way that I feel a certain calmness mm-hmm. in understanding who I am and who other people are. Yeah, and how much you put up with you know whatever. But you also see that need, and that need I see in you is that, you know, you're you do need to, you, you I do see you're going to get to your late thirties, early forties, and people disappear. Um, you don't get to you know getting together is like hey let's do something, but that take it take might not okay not this week, actually next month on the tenth. Oh yeah. You know, so. In that and regard, with that too. I'm not trying to be a martyr. I th- I, it's enjoyable for me to watch as a, a person in a marriage, your partner in a marriage, enjoy their life. Actually, that is such a good point to bring up because I think that that is something, I know that that is something you and I do very well. Like, 
for as long as we've been together for 14 years, mm. um, I'm pretty sure I've gone to every Christmas party, work party by myself. Like, and it's not because I'm like, oh, Dean doesn't want to go. It's just, it's not your don't thing. Want, don't you don't want to go. go. But I here's the thing. Go. I don't stop myself from going and you don't stop me from going. No. Because I think the key to any like relationship, whatever the dynamic is, is giving the person the freedom to enjoy their life yeah. and find enjoyment together. But I know it's a thing because, um, you know, I was listening to like, I think I mentioned it last podcast, I was watching that Chris Rock comedy thing and he got divorced and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's saying, you know, the advice I would give to married couples is don't worry who's doing what and who gets what. You're all on the same boat, so to speak. You're all, you know, in the end, it won't matter. You're right. going to screw up your, uh, your lives, your ch- children's lives because basically of selfishness and i think the advantage not in all cases but the advantage of being apart age-wise is that maybe not in all cases but maybe the other person or the older person has seen what they wanted to see right and you kind of live a little bit vicariously and i do you know I well there's i mean even us getting engaged Mm. like it wasn't really talked about. I remember I kind of sort of was like, oh, you know, we went together a long time. Right. Um, but I think it was more of the romantic idea of being married where you were just like, you're 22. You need to like just live your life, go to your job, like have fun ballroom dancing, whatever you're doing. You don't have to rush anything. And you were very respectful of like not wanting me to rush ahead in my life and then look back and regret going holy shit, I missed this many years in my 20s, you know, yeah. or you know what I mean? Like it was, you've always because, been very respectful Because the reality of, of it is that you were quite, I mean, I'm sure viewers maybe have different opinions of how people look, but you're very, you're a very, if you ever stood close to yourself, <laughs> you're extremely stunning woman. Thank you're you. very tall. You're mm-hmm. extremely beautiful. Just, you know, sometimes I look up from the shire and i'm like holy crap you're gorgeous and then on top of that you add that you got this old worldness to you probably from your grandfather or someone or your grandmother you got this beautiful uh, maturity to you and it's like you were you were something as much as i complain well you weren't established or you did whatever you're floating around from job to job i was lucky to actually be close to such a woman of class thank you and i could have lost that and i knew that and i and i kind of it made me straighten out a lot about you know uh some some things that i had to straighten out like you know i was in a previous relationship for many many years Mm -hmm. and part of the reason and i bailed out of that part of the reason is that i kind of lost faith in the person because they were very much a mummy and daddy's girl and they controlled our lives for years. Right. And you were a free agent. Like you were the, you were, um, you know, you were a rogue. You were, cut those ties. You'd, <laughs> you've cut those ties. That's a whole other conversation. It is. Families aren't perfect. Everybody out no. there. I don't know if you knew that, but not everybody's, uh, like we said before in the last part, nobody, Diane Keaton is not at your house no. when you're going home. And, but and, and, you and, taught me that, like that loyalty of like, you're my person, you're my family now. Right. And you, you, like your opinions, your feelings come before other people's 
blood relations or not. You know what I mean? They're it's not. like you're my new family. That's right. Yeah. And the whole thing is, is that at a certain point in time, you know, when and I, I you know, I'm not saying I cut ties with my family because I have. Oh God. But, no. but but they they don't uh, they don't control my life. I, I'm off on my own, and you were off on your own from a younger age, mm -hmm. a young age. And I saw this as like, you know, this could be quite a good thing. Well, you could number see the one, ambition. You're hot. <laughs> That's number, not, let's not forget that point. Number two, hot as hell. number two, you could sit across from me in a restaurant and have conversations of conversations of conversations. Like, well, you're just like, this couldn't get any better. Well, and it was we fantastic. were dreaming and being ambitious. And then we make out. <laughs> oh, making out was good. Eating oh, and making hey, out. What? Damn I didn't say nothing. I just said make and all out. these dudes be like, "Hey." Well, um, I wish someone yeah. had told me how much eating we were doing because I saw a picture of us after like dating for six months. That was, was like, a whole tactic I Jesus. used to fat you up. So it'd be like, she, <laughs> "She's mine now." Yeah, sucker. I'd scoop him from Hobbit Boy, but <laughs> she's kind of a chubby monkey. <laughs> we love a little extra, a little extra cushion, but you know. And on the flip side, that was something that was so exciting to me is that I did have a different experience and in my youth and I did feel like I grew up a little quicker than most people my age and dating guys my age was not interesting to me like pretty much most of them I'm sure still live at home in their basements like it was not I think they do it was not what I was into I mean I moved away from home I left the city I left the province it was like most people my age weren't doing that and so yeah. when I met you and I was like wow we're having like real conversations and yeah. this is like an adult and not I'm not so, going into any detail but, you know, when I left home at a younger age, I felt like there was so little to hang on to. Like, absolutely almost nothing. Me, my Volkswagen Rabbit, mm -hmm. um, a sleeping bag, a suitcase my parents gave me. It's basically like, get out. <laughs> and, and, you know, maybe, maybe uh, $300 in cash and no job. And away I went. And I kind of saw that similar, not like I'm like, I saw that similarity in you. No, young. but we can, we had that in but common. But we had that in common. And and it was interesting to see, it's just like reliving my life again, not reliving it, but, you know, seeing that you're going through that. And in a way, being, you know, having a certain amount of, of respect for that position that you're in. And also the position that you, maybe you didn't have your dreams established yet, but I knew that you had them. I knew that there was something. There's unique. a potential. You can see like. Yeah, well, potential makes it sound like it's going to be some kind of lucrative yeah, thing. Yeah, that's but creepy. I, but yeah. It but is, you, yeah. But I think you have to see in a person. There's so many little areas that you look at when you're establishing like, is this a person I want to spend some time with? Like, mm. you know, little things. How do they treat? Like one of the things, and I think we're changing gears, but I'll come back in a minute. But one of the things <laughs> that I find is so that's nice. We we're like, let's let's say each other why we like each other. But I, you no, are. No, I like you. <laughs> But but you are so kind to people that Stop it. it like no it would shock me like just one story first of all you're always nice to staff in um, restaurants if if okay anybody out there if you go on a date and the person you're dating is rude to the restaurant people it's like oh, yeah that's a weird power trip so we were like living in Vancouver it was Thanksgiving we took we cooked the, we you cooked a massive turkey and it was just the two of us and you're like I'm gonna take the dog for a walk and you went downstairs but you brought a big Tupperware of turkey for the teenagers that were homeless on the mm -hmm. corner because there's a lot of homeless youth and especially in Vancouver mm -hmm. and 
like just little things, but it's like you didn't even tell me about it. And then I was like, where were you? What took you so I long? Because you're always worried about my safety in these situations. I was. You're like, don't do that or whatever. Um, yeah, whatever. Anyway, but anyway, I digress. Everybody does things like that. You know, I don't think you have to always bring it up to be recognized for it. But, but see, that right there, I feel, is a big difference in our generations is that I don't want to like umbrella loop, you know, loop everybody under the same thing, but there are so many people on social media that do good things, but have to tell everybody about it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because they, they need like, well, we the just accolades. told everybody about that. So well, I know, I'm but like, I didn't, I know, jerk. no, but it's, I mean, nobody knows that we didn't post it on Facebook, you know, at the time it was mm-hmm. like, you just did it to be nice. And I was like, that's a really nice mm-hmm. quality, you know, well, it's I'm be... getting off topic. I just no, like no, 10 no, minutes late I mean, at night. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I think coming to terms with this or, or, or kind of defining what this this thing we're talking about is, is in, in regards to relationships is that there are things that in a relationship that make it exciting that that like, wow, whether it's like sexual or just exciting things that you do together adventures. or adventures and those things are as important but maybe not as important as those little tiny things, these tiny things, just uh, almost just one experience or something. Like resentment and expectation. That no, no, can, like, what I'm saying is that those little you... things that hold you together. Mm. I see the girl in you that grew up where you grew up, that left home at a young age, that struggled, that didn't have any money. And I, I saw the dream in that. And I compared to myself leaving home. I think my parents cared about me. I, I, I didn't care about me. I also think there's a time when my father was like, maybe I am now, where it's just like, okay, dude, go out in the world. Oh my God, they had children so young, they right? Children and it's so like, young. you were and, and, and in a way, work. it's like, like, you know, we talk about the kid shaming or whatever, whatever. It, most of it's not that. Most of it just parents get tired. Well, and that and it they, always comes back to like not having yeah. time for and kicking, yourself, and you know, getting you out of there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I saw that whole bit in you. So, what even brought us closer together is moving. You know, when you came over to Asia with me, and you know, you were quite a bit stronger than you than you were. I think you you felt a relief. I think you liked it. It was very exciting. But I remember getting in an elevator with you with an IKEA lamp <laughs> and a couple boxes and some roll-on suitcase. And off we go to Penang to parts. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. And in a lot of cases, it was very hard on you. Then pregnancy through that time, whatever. So, you know, coming back, we've really, we've really built a lot of bonds together. And, you know, now with you doing social media and, and, and some of the business that comes from that, you know, I see you as a very developing person and you continually develop. Mm. You're not like stagnant. You're not like that person. It's just, you know, they've, it's like, you're not a one, you know, uh, what do they call it? Um, you're not a one trick pony. pony. You're not a one trick pony. And there, and you know, and I could get into it and talk about all kinds of things here, but you know, you see on, not just on social media, but on just in general, lives people's lives it seems like there's this you know if you're ever going to be in the matrix i feel like sometimes like you are because social media really really brings it out in people like instagram 
I'm a shittiest Instagram person. I would I have a thousand subscribers. I don't deserve. I, you guys should all unsubscribe to my. Oh Instagram. my god! No. <laughs> but what I mean is that, you know, you try to keep it. You know, oh, I'm doing this today, or I'm doing this, and and you see kind of a lot of repetitive things in some people's lives, like you know, they're only and I don't really understand social media that that well, but you see a lot of things that are just like. This is my. This is what I do. This is what I do. This mm-hmm. is what I do. Well, because it's something, and some things. I know there's. That's a whole discussion because there's so many ways to do it. But one. Thing and I said, you know what? As I'm saying that, I kind of realize, like, oh, Instagram. That is what that Instagram. Is, what is, that is what Instagram, Instagram is. Forgive us. It. Sometimes it's yeah. late and we get loopy. But I think what I heard you saying before, coming back to the whole marriage thing, mm-hmm. is that I think one of. You know, if someone was going to say, if we kind of look at marriage as a whole, so we talked a little bit about parenting, we talked a little bit about some of the differences and challenges of our age, you know, gap kind of thing. Mm. But I think if we want to look at what we're doing well, which is regardless of age and all of that, is that we are two separate people who are choosing to live together and love each other and work on our marriage and make changes in our lives to make shit work. I like does like I crave my independence and I like fiercely protect no it. Yeah. But you know what? Mm. How would you feel if you were the sole like source of my happiness and joy and income and everything? Like that is a lot and you have been that at points in my life. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of pressure on one person. It is. And and you know what? But isn't that the truth? And isn't that a breaker of of marriages. I swear that's like a huge breaker because if, if you were, mm. I have friends who I feel like right now yeah. at 34, there's a ton of people whose marriages are dissolving and it's sad. It's very so sad to me. It breaks my camera. Well, I think that there's a lot of what I just said is that the one person is their source of everything and also expectation. If my expectation was that you were going to accompany me, and this is just one thing, but that you were going to accompany me to every social gathering I attended, every family event I attended, dude, that would have been a deal breaker years ago because that's not something you're into. But I'm like, why would I want to bring him if he doesn't really want to be here? Bonus, you can watch the kids. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, I can... <laughs> Free babysitting. What? But also... <laughs> it's called parenting. Now. Yeah, it is called parenting. Um, But... <laughs> But like, why, like there are times where, yeah, you're going to have to go and do those things and it's Christmas, like you have to be present. But like, I feel like if you just let people live a little bit and you let people like make their own choices, like why do you have to force partners and have so much expectation? Because then when that expectation arises, what happens to the other person? Resentment. But that took a lot of development because- Yes, it did. It did. Yes. and, and, And I'm not blaming you here. But you are like, when you get something in your mind that you want other people to do, mm. namely me, <laughs> you want them to do it. Well, because think about it. it. That's what happens in the movies. So we're supposed to go. Like, you know what I mean? Like I don't you, remember that movie. But well, yeah, anyway. <laughs> but you know, people are pressured because you think that that's the way things have to roll. Yeah. You know, um, and you can, be, you can be so stuck on what you think everyone else thinks you should be doing in your relationship. Right. Oh, great point. Right? Yeah. And and this is a great point. It's just like you you have to make your, you know, this isn't there a song? You have to write your own book. Yeah. You have to make your own sandwich. Yeah, man. And um, Rick Matthews said that to me <laughs> uh, the other day. I talked to him on the phone. He's a friend. He's a friend. 
And uh, anyway, he said that and I, I laughed and it's just like, it's true. You need to make your own sandwich. You need to make your own, write your own book. And quite honestly, <laughs> the, the, the faster you not push people away, but the faster you set those, those priorities that our marriage is going to be this. And it's going to be this, and it's going to be this. And it's even down to the and, simplest things. And, like, and it's and it's not like you're making any rules from something you read in a book. No. It's just like, this is something that I love. Mm-hmm. This is something that I like. This is something that I don't like. And you mix it all around and you see what works. And mm-hmm. it takes time for that to develop. And unfortunately, marriages, they fall apart because maybe one or two or both of the uh, individuals run out of energy before the changes can be made. Totally. And I think where we were lucky in some respects is that we saw the side of being alone because I was so far away for so long. We saw that. That's your, do you mean like your angle of having spent a lot of time by yourself? Yeah. And I mean, because I think my perspective is a little, oh, I see. Time apart because we start to realize, oh yes, this is, we do, we we do recognize that we want to be together Mm -hmm. because it can break things apart too. That long distance thing. Oh, it nearly did. Yeah, it didn't. It, it nearly did. Maybe it got few, to a point maybe where, a few times. but you know what? Without communication, maybe we wouldn't have made the right decision. Like it got to a point where, going back, like you would go. So we were in Vancouver, mm. and you were going back to Asia. And I remember one time you went, and I wasn't that sad. And I used to get pretty sad for like a couple of days after you'd go. But I had plans and I had shit to do, and I was like, Uh-oh. oh, I know. What I was saying is that it got to a point where I realized my needs weren't being fulfilled anymore, and naturally you were kind of at a point where you wanted your job to change. And that was right when we decided we're going to go overseas. What do we got to do to make that happen? And then we got married and we made a bunch of changes. And I think when you, you know, maybe don't go into marriage so lightly, because I do think a lot of people are getting engaged real quick these days and thinking that like marriage is like easy freaking peasy. It's not. Mm -mm. And I perhaps look at, I don't look at it so lightly because I did have parents that went through divorce. And to me, it's like, I would prefer not to go that route mm-hmm. if possible. Mm-hmm. That said, I think maybe because if you do have experience with divorce, you realize that it's like you sort of have to maintain your independence because you just don't know. Like you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> <laughs> I got this one basket I put an egg in every now and then yeah. just to make sure if I leave, I got a little. Let's use all the cliches. <laughs> getting late but yeah i think so we were definitely talking like all arching theme of marriage and parenting anyway so there's so we're getting down to like jeez i don't even know if we talked about it so if we had to kind of roll it into a little bit of a ball right now it's just be like be diverse be yourself and let the other person do the same thing that's number one you need the independence oh yeah and number two don't listen what other people are telling you just do your own thing and and see you know see if it can be a magical thing and if there's a nagging feeling that something is off like you know that great comment was like i feel like this sadness about my pre-baby life there are things you can do right now to fill that void you know i've got a friend who takes one day a week and her and her husband have decided that this works for them and their marriage and their finances they take one day a week and they go for like a day or they go hiking and they just like spend time by themselves sure and some people may judge that decision for whatever reason but i think it's damn genius because if that means that person is fulfilled as an individual they're going to be a better partner a better parent yeah yeah you know and they're able to give back to the relationship yeah and it it can be as simple as you know it sounds like you know not to be cryptic about it but it could be i mean well i miss my pre-life whatever the Mm -hmm. thing it could mean that they're just not getting any 
action. You know what I mean? That it could it could just mean like, like sexy time. Yeah, they're not gonna oh be God. sexy time because God knows. Honey. <laughs> God knows when you got a kid running. When, when when your kid says, "Dad, Dad, Dad, look at me, Dad, look at me," eighty five times a day, you can't even think of it. You're like, "Oh, you look hot in those yoga pants, Dad, Dad, Dad." You're like, "Oh, okay." What did change plans? Yeah, switch right. gears. Yeah, instead, I'm gonna sit here and color for like the next forty five minutes. Yeah, anyway, locks, locks on the door. But you know, in you know, and talking about your intimate relationship with your partner, you do have to prioritize that. And I feel like we could dedicate a whole podcast episode to that. But Dean worries about what I'm gonna say. <laughs> what, what do you mean with regard to what? <laughs> to sex. Oh my god, you can't even say that on the radio. First of all, not radio. Second yeah. of all, yes, you can. Well, I'll talk about it. What do you want to ask? Look, his face is like he's all he's all concerned. <laughs> I listened to. I'm whole... not concerned. I'm just like <laughs> conservative. Down girl. I know. If you See, listeners haven't figured it already, who's steering this jet fighter? It ain't me. <laughs> There's fire in my oh bones. Oh my god! I know it's like my favorite thing to talk about, but it's it's, it's we'll the talk internet. About it. You know what? Let's the talk internet about is it. forever, so it is forever. But, so you got to be careful what you okay, say. Okay, well, you know what? We're talking about relationships. Let's round it out All with right. the sex part. Tell your friends save to skip a heart. Uh, <laughs> skip ahead to this part. This is save the best for last. So what about? This is me. I'm trying to take control. I'm yeah, he's like, like Amanda. Be appropriate, Amanda. What about mail order outfits? Do you? Look- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to hear? Here's the thing. You want to hear? You want to hear some blow your mind stuff? Oh God! Now I'm worried. Go. Listen, I'll tell you. For all you guys out there, there's a couple things you should know that are like the older dude dating the younger girl in most cases. What is it? So you've been walking the planet with your equipment, should we say, for a long period of time. And maybe you've had some fun times and you think you're a gunslinger. But guess what? You've not yet been to the OK Corral because... I don't even know where you're going with this. I know. I'm so cryptic right now. People are like, what the... What are you trying to say? Basically, what I'm saying is that, you know, there's a certain amount of, I don't know, say stamina that you need need to kind of whatever and plus if you're op depends what kind of theater you've been operating in before <laughs> if you've been around the prairies and you're chasing like <laughs> you're chasing the don't judge i'm not judging oh i'm just saying where, where, where there's like i'm talking about hey i would never judge the prairie girls because there's some beautiful prairie girls <laughs> you've not, been around but what i'm saying is that you i've been in places where like you know the ratio because i'm a heterosexual man and i'm i'm, I'm I prefer women. Right. The the pickings haven't been exactly rich. So you get six, twelve, a hundred guys, you know, calling up Sally, Sal, Susie Ann. Oh my god. Hey Susie Ann, wanna go tip some cows? <laughs> no, I don't. Who have I even married? <laughs> and then you get, you know, Prairie Boy goes to the big cities and meets a girl from Montreal who is uh from Montreal. <laughs> So, enough said. And what do you say, right? <laughs> there is just this point where you get to where you just go, oh no. I've kind of like, wow, what have I been doing for my whole life? Right. Well, that's like, I think anytime you meet someone that sets you on fire, you know? Like, that's true. It doesn't really matter where you're from, how old you are. Yeah. I think to me, I think my messaging was is. That too, no. Was that too? No. Was that inappropriate? No. I didn't mean to sound like I was inappropriate. You hard, it hardly made any I sense. Drink water. <laughs> it hardly made any sense because it was so cryptic. 
the messaging is find someone that sets you on fire mm-hmm. in the sack. Point final. Like, that's it. I don't know what that means, but if it, it means, means pointy. No. <laughs> <laughs> it means end of story. Like, oh. like you, and, and try to hold on to that. Is it going to go through dips and lulls? Yeah. Like, I remember after I had some babies, I was like, I ain't never doing that again. Like, I'm good for a while. <laughs> like, you know, because your body is all confused and there's been a lot that's happened to it and you look different. So, yeah, there's going to be lulls. But when you kind of come out of that lull as like a new mom or whatever, you're going through a hard time at your job and you find you're too stressed, prioritize that because you can't lose. Like, I find a marriage is consistent of so about, many parts. Are you talking about the transition from like going at it three times a day to later in life keeping no i'm just talking about throughout your marriage your sex life is going to go through different periods it's not going to be like full throttle no for like 14 years i mean you try your best but like are you telling me i'm not doing my best oh my god this is starting (laughs) to disaster my hips hurt don't even get me oh no jesus he's the worst to talk to about this but what i'm saying is like you're right like when little kids are like mom mom and then you're tired at the end of the day yeah you know you gotta make some time you're right because maybe you're making out in the car maybe (laughs) that one time i love how it took me till i was in my 30s to do that anyway in a frosty car behind milestones (laughs) (laughs) i'm just glad you weren't driving by at the time Bum cheeks against the. Oh my god, there were not. (laughs) Oh my god, no, it's true. And you gotta get, yeah, there's so many facets to it, like, right? Because when you. Do you know how many women I know mm. that stop sleeping with their partners? Just stop. Come on. I'm not kidding. Hold on. Back it up with some data because I don't believe that. It is true. There are so many people that do not sleep with their partners because I feel like it's one of these things where it's like when you go to, if you stop going to the gym. I see, Tell me who. No, I'm not going to throw them under the bus. Jeez, really? But like, I feel like it's one of those things where like, if you like, okay, you know, when you go to the gym and you leave the gym and you're like, God, I felt good. That was awesome. I should go more. So then you keep going more and you're like, this is great. I'm going all the time. I feel so great. I feel like sex is the same for some people where if they stop, they're like, uh, I don't really need to go back for a while. And then they start eating ice cream. I don't know. I don't have this problem. <laughs> I'm the worst to talk to I know. about it. Jeez, you don't have that problem. But, you know, because it's important and I think it's a priority. And I think there's a lot of marriages that are like, I mean, there are articles written about like sexless marriages. It honestly brings tears to my eyes. My, mine too. <laughs> mine too. So I guess the messaging is like, you know, somebody asked me on Instagram the other day, like, how do you keep your marriage hot? Well, shit, you you make time for it. That is deleted off this. We're not talking about that. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought you were asking how we make our marriage hot. Just saying how to keep a marriage exciting is to keep making priority for your partner and like that intimate side of your marriage. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you got to, yeah, communication is huge. But you know what? It's just, you just got to do it. You just, yeah, it's honestly, it is just that simple. You just and like, like you got to make time. You just kind of, even though if you're not, not making time, and you're the best at this because not the best, but I don't mean <laughs> tell like, me more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, mm-hmm. What I mean is that I'm not saying who instigates the right activity, but 
in most cases, whoever does it, it's usually unless they're... When you start getting a little owly, I'm like, uh, why are you so... Right. <laughs> Do you, you need... Yeah, yeah you, you need, need an oil change. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your pants. What? Um, oh, my God. I know. Horrible. I'm a I know, grown but, but, ass but, but, No, but the yeah. thing is, is that, you know, there's there's also times when I'm, you know, and I'm I'm like the... I am like the the prude of the relationship. Like, I'm just like, dude... You know what? I was gonna make I was gonna make like an egg roll, some egg rolls or something. I I'm gonna cook like an omelet. I don't know. I'm not. Can we do this some other time? I got a headache. And you're like, no. Get your ass up there and get that Spider-Man outfit on. Oh my god. Because it's game on. There's no Spider-Man outfit. Oh, and you know what? One thing I want to say too. Coming back to what we were saying about making your partner a priority, making decisions with them in mind, that all, that's like foreplay. Like when you're considering your partner, when you're doing shit around the house. You're good points tonight. I mean, on fire. You're keeping us on track because I'm staring at that. You're a little tired. Right now and I'm like, he's looking at me like, go to bed, dude. You're not. I read a book. But but it's it's true. The aphrodisiac, like it's the aphrodisiac is like, hey, during the day, when you get up in the morning, and you offer me a coffee or something and you bring right. your partner without asking. It's like, right. thanks. Or you today were just like, you know, I, you really like these new shorts you got. I didn't have to do any laundry because I literally did all of it. I threw them in the wash because I was right. like, you're probably going to want to wear them and I'll just do it for yeah, you. Yeah, I basically am down to two. I wear two <laughs> pairs of shorts. That's it. He's got a uniform. Yeah. An entire wardrobe and one uniform. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's all those little things. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's kind of like this dance of you know, the word balance pops into my head, but like taking time and being selfish about time for yourself is important, but it's also equally as important to recognize when your partner needs something and then you have to make time for each other. You know, I've got friends that do date night every week and yeah. that's awesome. We don't have that, uh, that ability because our schedules are a little bit off, yeah. but you know, we make, we make it work for us. Maybe we go on a date once a month and we have so much fun and we laugh and we remind ourselves of what it's like to be grownups yeah. and talk and just like be without our kids and, and then hold we get, hands. Then we, get, then we miss our kids and we're home by 8.30. Yeah. I mean, normal, yeah. but like we still make it a priority or we will just have conversations over coffee in the morning, which is, I really enjoy. Like we kind of put our phones down and we just chat. It's kind of a thing we do in our house and our kids run around playing or whatever they do. Yeah. But it's like, whatever that means to you and your partner, you can't just disconnect because yeah. there was this great article a few years back and it talked about um, families where they have young children and how hard it is to be married in that time. And if you can just get through that season of young children, you're going to come out of it yeah. the other end and you're going to have more time for yourselves and yeah. you're going to have a chance to be a, 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 you know, a unit, a duo again, yeah. but you have to just get through that, that little. And, and you have to, you know, and, and that's a, a big thing that I think people talk about. And uh, the lady that posed, uh, put the question forward yeah. and, and talking about, you know, I miss my, I think we're kind of being cryptic about it. I mean, maybe is she talking about, getting together with their partner and whatever. And the thing is, is like with little kids, it's very, very difficult to find the time. Mm. And, and it's like my precious, you're like, right. I just want the but, time. But the thing is, is that, you know, you have to do what you can. Like everybody says, well, it's just one, you know, it's just an intimate little thing. Like we can wait or whatever like that. Don't wait. No. As soon as you like, and it gets, it sounds like it's, I think, it could be men or women. It doesn't matter. But there's always one in the relationship that's like, they need it. 
<laughs> you must do it. <laughs> that would be you. But careful. Make no, sure but I but, but I also, you know, you recognize that in, the, in your partner, you're like, well, sex is very important to this person. Yeah. So whenever they get the twinkle in their eye and you like, okay, one's sleeping, one's at school, get upstairs right now. Yeah, man. Or not Nap even time. upstairs. I'm pretty sure that's how Jack was conceived. <laughs> It might have been. For sure it was. Like, really? Jeez. Two-year-old. But that doesn't mean you always have to say yes, for God's sakes. But like, no, but, you know. but the thing is, is that, you know, once you're in, in the situation and you're like, this sucks. But like, whatever. have fun with it. It doesn't have, have to be, it, it doesn't have to be after nine yeah. and, and wonder, in your bed. And, and I wonder if. Um, on a Saturday. It could you know, be you're, like. You're, you're quite a, you're quite a passionate person and. Um, you know, I, I can't even think of anything boring. I mean, I, I can't even think of a time. Guys are like, yeah, no. Why don't even say No, that? you know what, though? There but, is a, a lot of people a, that complain about they, their sex life. Like, they're just like, you know what? Like, yeah. God, that, with the wife. I'm like, That pisses dude, me off so much. It's as much your yes! problem as, as it is her. Or, what do you just like, hey, perform? Why don't you get up and do something that turns her on? Like vacuum or whatever. <laughs> yeah. do you know? I'm no, not even kidding. No, like, no, it's when, when I hear you unload the dishwasher, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a little aroused. Like, what's going on? You're like, <laughs> Dean cooked dinner? Hold on. Yeah. Check well, that for later. Dean cooks dinner every day. A lot. But so still. that basically means I'm on my back most of the day. <laughs> oh, God. Dean. You just use me. You just oh. use me for hobbit sex. I know. God. What? Is that like a new fetish? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my god but yeah i think that's true mm. it's like in in as you know in just the same way that people are talking in the conversation right now about like if you're unhappy in your life yeah. you get to choose to be happy you like talking about this because you got a sheen about oh, you right now sex you're is like, my favorite thing to I'm talk like, about i'm getting scared there's no there's sheen. a barrier between us a sound barrier and i'm just like i'm so glad i'm on the other side of that right now i'm just kind of oh my well all of my friends in real life know it's like my favorite thing to talk about like don't even get me started on that but Jeez. well it's such an it's like it's not a bad thing it's like think. food it's delicious it's fun like like, why not? But that's so back to the point, you know, the, the guys are like, and it's both sides. It's like, listen, if you're bored with your husband, you know, just switch it up. Switch it up. And it doesn't have to be like, well, I was reading this article. No, it doesn't have to be that. Do something different. It doesn't have to Maybe be Maybe have dirty. a quickie in the afternoon. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't have to. It, it could be something you, you, you do or something like. You wear. Change up the dance a little yeah, bit exactly. once in a while. You wear a shirt. Like, I'm not putting on that outfit because it makes demeaning oh. to women. It's just like, listen. Start listening to some podcasts about sex so, because. Some days when, the odd day when I get a little randy. Oh, God. If you told me to put on a saran wrap uh, <laughs> pants, I would. I'd be like, Okay. Wrap yourself in tinfoil and uh, <laughs> put some whipped cream on the top of your head. Like, yes, Done. Yeah, get in the bed. But yeah. I think it's true. A lot of people are close-minded to their sexual desires. Sure. And I think in as much as like you need to be communicating with your partner about parenting, about finances, about travel, add that, sex to that. Because right. to be but doesn't shy. That stem, do you like, find that stems from like what we were talking about before or what I, I talked about before, this thing with sex and, and you know, Getting back to like, okay, you know, it's your relationship. Break it off from the family already. Cut the strings. I Invest think, in your person. I think in a lot of cases, like, you know, the son is too close to the his mother. And it's just like, she's always like, well, you know, Jenny doesn't seem like such a, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Why aren't you guys calling me on Sunday afternoon? Because yeah. we're banging. Yeah, because <laughs> we just knocked the plaster off the wall. 
Thanks, mom. I didn't want to go to the picnic. I yeah. wanted to make out. We'll with talk him. to you next week. Yeah, exactly. No, and and that's true. You, you got to prioritize. And, 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 hey, listen. And friends are just as bad as family because you know you, you, how often you know you guys. I know you, you perverts. You guys get together and you're all like, hey, guess what? Yeah. Well, Dean uh, did this. No, and, we do. Oh, not. you sure do. They, Only sometimes. Oh my God, I'm sure they know every well, single little detail. Not and like, every single uh, person. There's one in particular I overshare, but do it's not. Fine. Overshare. Well, Overshare. You gotta but have the whole person. thing is, is that you can have these. You can sit around in these hen parties, and I'm telling you, oh, well, a hen party is a different. No, thing. not a hen party. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. But that's like a weird party where you sell like sex toys. It's weird. Anyway, is it? Yeah, I think so. I don't think so. Yeah, dude. Listen here, Prairie Boy. <laughs> Little dude. No, that's not the case. <laughs> it is. I'm gonna I, Google it right now. Okay, Google it as I as I. But, but the thing is, is that you know what? I see, and I see this all around a, a lot. This kind of like. Okay, can I? I'm not going to criticize women here because I'd never do that. But the oh, whole a hen thing, party. You're right. It's just a gathering of women. Great. Thank you for. <laughs> oh, oh, is someone awake? Oh, someone's awake. Okay, we're back. So we were talking about like how we make things work and what we think is like a key to sustaining a marriage for a long amount of time. Is that what we were kind of talking about? Yeah, and then we kind of got into the sexual aspect of it and stuff and the importance of making time for that mm-hmm. because, you know. It's important, or it might be really important to one person, and when the other person's kind of, well, I'm not really into it. Guess what? Get into it. Life's short. Then the other part of it is that because you know, yeah, it's people settle per- into things. Yeah, and it's easy to feel just on that one little thing is easy. Maybe ask yourself why you know, and I think that's really important. I, ask yourself off, why um, why you're not into it anymore. Right. Ask because yourself why you're not into it. Sure. Let's be real. Like. There's a lot of trauma. So women specifically can experience a lot of trauma with childbirth and really don't want to have mm. anything to do with that. Right. So, but the reassuring thing is that- And men. And, well- Well, because- mm, I'm talking about physical trauma. Oh, I'm sorry. Vagina. I thought you were talking about yeah. mental. Because I was referring to the time when, you know, you were pregos and you're like, you had certain needs and I was like, uh, I don't know, dude, I might have hurt the baby. Oh or... my God. Don't give yourself that much credit. <laughs> it could <laughs> hurt the baby. <laughs> idiot but you're not what alone the, in that listen it's a it's a little bit in a different area i wouldn't use the word little in any sentence from now on <laughs> listen. let me finish the sentence See what i was water saying bottle is, here tech there's there's i'm about to have a drink out of it so sip some tea um but there's no i'm talking about like physical trauma where women have like a mental block and just don't want to be intimate with their partners oh, anymore. Okay. So with, if that is the case and you're feeling like that, yeah. there is really great resources. Like there's sex therapists out there that can help you work through that. Cause a lot of times there's a mental block and it's more mental than it is physical. So there's, but do you think that's, that's a think, real thing. No, but do you think it's quite common? Yes. Is it? Oh yeah. Because, yeah. and I'll just lay it out there. That's heavy, man. It is, but it's real. And the thing mm. is, is you've had a baby come out of an area. The last thing you want is anything going in. So that's a real thing. Oh. And it's pain. And, and, and you know, it's, it's pain. It's, and, I, and my reaction right now is that, you know, when, when the guys, when the guy, when I feel like, all right, it's game on. It's, 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 um. What's that? What are we saying? That it's business time. It's business time. What is business? <laughs> you know what that is? That's, that's a reference the, from uh, the cl- the con flight of the con- flight of the concourse. Flight of the concourse. In my business socks. <laughs> when I wear my business. Oh yeah. my god, my business socks. That was, a long time that was ago. so good. Nobody there was like that's, what the hell? But that's where the voice of the big crab from Moana. I can't remember his name yeah, right yeah. now. He's like a he's a dude. Like anyway, yeah, that's where he started. Right, right. He was a Kiwi guy. A Kiwi guy, right? 
But what I was saying is that, you know, when the guy gets into business time and <coughs> and it's like, it's not exactly the, an opened opened uh, conduit to to feelings, uh, the woman's feelings or, you know, or how she, she, any problems that she's having. Like, you know, he's like, you know, he, I think there's a tendency to go towards for the man to kind of go like, whatever, dude, like, sister, well, so what I was saying is, it. so, it, you know, it's, it's very difficult. I think in a lot of cases for men to kind of be sympathetic because maybe they don't feel the same way. Obviously they didn't. And have it's not child. always the man who feels like that. True. So what mm-hmm. I was going to say is if it's a, ask yourself why you don't want to, if it's a physical thing and a mm-hmm. mental thing, there's help you can get. Yeah. If you feel like your partner is not meeting your needs in your marriage and your partnership, mm-hmm. increase the communication because if you could talk it through and say, you know what, I'm I'm feeling undervalued or I'm feeling like you just, I'm taking, not taking advantage, but like maybe you're a, you know, you're a stay-at-home parent and you feel like there's so much of the household duties that are on your shoulders that when you come home, you feel like the last thing you want to do is add that chore to your list, you know? Right. And so there's that aspect of it. But I think a lot of it comes down to this disconnect with you and your partner mm-hmm somebody's needs aren't being met and it may not be just a physical sexual thing. It could be something in the relationship. Maybe you feel like you're not fulfilled in your life. You don't have time with your friends. You've forgotten who you are. Like there's so many things in these early days of motherhood. You know, you definitely have to be, and listen, I'll, uh, I'll be the first one to admit that I definitely have to have all my business settled in order to, you know, to feel like you're to feel capable like, to even go there, right? Right. right. You, Not capable. You, I mean, you can, well, I'm a dude. You can always go there, mostly. No one is doubting. And they your... make pills if you can't. Right. But what I'm saying is <clears> that <throat> I can I can understand that. And and yeah, I was just about you know before we cut out because our child was crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just about to get into this thing is is and offer this advice, and it kind of more came to reality when when I was thinking about it. And since I was just going to say. And a little bit of this is true, <laughs> mm-hmm. is that oh, from the woman's point of view, you know, if, if you're unhappy with the sex or whatever, like speak up and, and, and you might, it might feel weird or whatever, but he might actually go, oh my God, she just wants that. And, and it might spark, you know, start the ball rolling. Same on the other side. And from the guy's point of view. And this is kind of, uh, and I specifically, this is from the guy's point of view. This is for view. a specifically heterosexual relationship, but yeah, from oh yeah, dynamic. no, and yeah. and you could. Any, I think it's any and, partner. And please don't think that I'm limited to that. No, this is just your experience. On my experience, for sure, and I think you can apply this advice. Uh, um, well, maybe, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, yeah, okay. Just go ahead. It's your experience. Yeah, in my experience. So, what I was going to say is that, you know, from the guy's point of view. With, with the woman is that try not to always try to have this porn porn kind of experience like it's not always going supposed to go the way you think it's supposed to go in you know in in a in erotic in literature or, or erotic or pornography or whatever mm. it can be much better than that or it can be much worse but the thing is, is and even that, on that subject I mean Porn, they're coming up with so much better porn, like that is ethical and like and healthy. Yeah, it isn't right. part of like some weird trafficking situation. Right. Yeah. But also, the, the you know, there's a good. I was reading about it on the internet and stuff like that. Is to said like, if you want to have a successful sex life, to complement your marriage, and it, they go hand in hand. Oh yeah. Then, shut the computer off for a while. You know, 
abstain from needing to get off every whatever your time frame is. Because, yes, everybody does that, but you know what? You also have the enjoyment you have with a real live person that's not a fantasy, that's real. And it can be so incredibly electrifying, in my experience, mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that it, it really makes everything worthwhile. Totally. And, and share, you know, we talk a lot about different things that we like or dislike. We don't really say a lot about what we dislike, but we say a lot about what we like. Mm -hmm. And that communication, I think, has been very helpful in making our marriage long and you know, I look forward to further years. Totally. And what you, you wanted know? 10 years ago is going to be different now. It is going to be think, different. And I think, you know, I don't mean to say it so bluntly and so harshly, but to be honest, I kind of believe it. Like, if you're not going to communicate with your partner, if you have a need that you want to fulfill, mm -hmm. and you're like, this is important to me, and you can't say the words to your partner, or if you do, and it's shut down harshly, mm you need to come at it again from you, a different angle because you do. I do and now feel, let me ask you that. Yeah. Let me ask you that. I come home and I say, well, I won't tell you what I say. Cause you know, <laughs> oh but, but worst I, hypothetical situation you go, <laughs> this is, this didn't happen. No, but I come home and I say, Oh, you know, I want to try this or I want to do this mm -hmm. or whatever. And let, let, let your imagination run wild. Yeah, Everyone has different needs. And you kind of go, you, 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 you are just, you go, there's no, a couple ways you can react. No, but like seriously, one because we're all being all, you know, uh, you know, very. The first one you can we're be being like all reasonable here when we're talking about it. Yes, so that's, yeah, no, but to, what I want to say is the first one is oh hell no, like I'm not right. into it. Shut that shit down. Maybe it was not the right time to bring but it up. But hold on, is this is what? So this, let me just, there's a couple let me different back ways. Back it up here because I'm kind of. This uh, is the worst hypothetical. Yeah, go ahead, start again. <laughs> <laughs> I come home. Or you come home. It's 1 a.m., guys, so I bear with us when we're recording. Hang on to it. Yeah. The idea is that I come home, I have an idea, and I'm just like, I want to try this because da 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 And you, you know, you are dead set against, you're like, oh, my, no, no way. Right. <laughs> now, realistically, would you say that? Or, um, or would you? Or, here's why I would, or here's why a person would. But, but Out of fear. Okay. There's a fear of like, that does not interest me whatsoever. I don't understand. And therefore, I'm frightened by it. And no. But okay. that's like human reaction. So so, so, should, my, so should your reaction be when you don't want to do something like? Well, what I was going to say is like, okay, your partner says no. You're like, maybe that was bad timing. Maybe like I could have brought it up in a different way. And so you kind of let it mellow for a bit. But if it's important to you. I do feel you need to bring it up again, maybe at a different angle, you know, position it a little different, bring it up where you're not necessarily in the bedroom at the time that you're bringing it up. Maybe you're oh, just yeah. like the two of you are on a date and you right. see something interesting in a movie and you segue it somehow and it becomes like just conversation. There's no pressure. Mm -hmm. It's not like a freaking ultimatum. It's like, Hey, this is kind of interesting. What do you think about it? Like, no, but I'm saying like, I didn't bring it up as a, like, well, let's do yeah. this. If, if it really offended you, would you tend to be come back at me harshly or would you kind of tend to be like, yeah, that doesn't really interest me. Like, how, how do you think? Well, so what my suggest, my suggestion is if a person that's listening right now is approached by their partner with something and they're not totally into it, I say, you don't need to say yes, you don't need to say no, but why not just hear the person out? Okay. Because to me, 
a relationship that lasts and will last where sex is a priority, there is some dialogue. So, because I got a little confused when you said, like, when we talked before, you say, hell no, or whatever. Well, I'm saying, You're kind of just thinking. I'm that. giving hypothetical answers. You're giving hypothetical <laughs> freaking situations. Hello? Oh, God. <laughs> so, what I'm saying is there's different ways that people will react. And it's like, oh, okay. sometimes... I'm going to be like, yeah, let's, let's go skinny dipping. And sometimes they'll be like, I don't want to get eaten alive by mosquitoes right, right. now. Okay, Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. same night, same temperature, yeah. same time but, of but, year. But, but, what but you're you could saying, have two different answers. What you're reactions. saying is that you could have two different answers depending on the situation. Yeah. If you bring it up at breakfast. Well, and you know what? We both experience that because we've talked about things. We've been together for 14 years. Yeah. We've yeah, talked, we've about, talked about things when, you know. The Spider-Man outfit's on. Oh, and my we God. Talked about- <laughs> this is a ran wrap pants. I don't know what that <laughs> so even means. I'm concerned. <laughs> and we've talked about stuff when we're, you know, working on uh, painting a bathroom or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think can tell us. removing the taboo mm-hmm. around something that is so fun and enjoyable, a way to show your love with another person, a way to, like, release tension, like, all of those things why are we so i mean this is a conversation for another day but like i feel like so many people are like nervous to talk about it and so what's the word i'm looking for like not very accepting of people's desires because here's a really interesting thing i mean i love to listen to the to there's this one particular podcast called sex with emily she's amazing i gotta listen to that you're oh, always listening to i that. love that podcast emily's basically controlling my whole sex life no right she's just lovely because she's so open about it and she answers your questions and it's anyway but she was there was or maybe it was thinking the savage love podcast anyway there was one i think it was savage love where he was talking about there was a person who had who was like a this fellow this guy was a feminist and he fights for like he does a lot of political activism and all this kind of stuff but in the bedroom he likes to be a little bit of dominant submissive stuff happening and he was conflicted because he's like in my real life i am this way but in the bedroom i like to do this and the guy was like that's totally normal you're just playing and you're consenting people and it's totally okay so what i was going to say is in terms of regular people living their lives in a marriage if a partner comes to you and says your spouse goes i'm into this and you're like what the f it's probably not that big of a deal it's just an interesting thing that you understand later in life is that you're you know what is it the id ego super ego like this the the sexual being that you are in the bedroom and then you're it's all done you're like oh that was great but and like then you shut it you close it you, you close go it, back to doing sound. the dishes but you know when you're younger you you kind of feel like i don't know from a man's point of point of view i don't think i realized that you know when you shut that door you kind of have this you know sex guilt feeling or something you're like oh i'm not that person anymore because i'm satisfied i should still be that person because the person thinks that i'm different now or whatever yeah but not realizing rea- that we're layered but in reality layered. you're just you know you're swinging from the chandelier one moment. <laughs> it's all like, that was awesome. And like you and I are like, yeah. Now so, it's time to take the garbage out. Yeah, like You want to do the recycling? Yeah. And it's realistically like that. Yeah, that's real so life. That's real life. And it doesn't necessarily mean this is like, well, you shouldn't work at it backwards and go, well, because we've got to do the recycling. We don't okay, have time. Just, yeah, take take position 21 and I'll do this. And I don't know what position 21 is. I don't know is. either, Let's look it up. honestly. But oh I think... God. The, the, well, I think what we're getting to yeah. in summary is that there is a way to still have a little bit of fun in the season of life and parenting when you're in a long-term relationship. You can still add a little fire, 
you know, and yeah. find time for it. Even if it's not like the candles aren't all lit and you have a babysitter and you've got like three hours. I don't even know what that would be like, but you know what I mean? Like you, it doesn't have to be the perfect scenario. Well, the three hours right there. You. <laughs> I mean, I, I got shit to do, but like. Yeah, right. Well, we'll take the 25 minutes and then the rest of the time we'll, you know. Have a nap. I don't know. Have, but. Oh, remember those? Those were the best. Anyway, don't even get what me started. The, what was the lady that had the question, Jenna? Or you just made up a name? Yeah, I did, Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Jenny. But no, it wasn't that. That, that was one. That's one thing that you. Okay, it's kind of, we're taking this and we're running with it about creating no, but, our pre-baby time. But the whole thing is, is that wasn't that just like the one of the and okay, second I will second breakfast, naps. second breakfast and naps. Wake up on a Saturday morning, have some breakfast. Next thing you know, rolling in the hay to use an old yeah whatever, and um, and then second sleep. So good. Get up around two in the afternoon, sushi time. That's one reason why people Mo- should wait to have kids. Do more of that and movie. then have kids. It's like, it's like, screw Disneyland, man. That was the best time ever. <laughs> Remember those sleeps? Like sometimes, I swear, like we get like 14 hours of sleep a day. You know what? Those are good days. They were good days. Sometimes you got to look back on Now I look at my Fitbit and I got, jeez, uh, I sleep it's about like, did I sleep five hours than... a night. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know what? Comes in waves. We'll it get back to sleeping. It comes in waves. It comes in waves. And I think... Being patient, having grace, you know, all these little little tidbits. And it, does it mean that we're always doing it right? Oh, hell no. Like, no. we get annoyed. I get annoyed when I'm setting up the podcast to record with him. Do you <laughs> ever? Because I'm bossy. Crap, you are bossy. <laughs> I know. Got a couple little. I know. Listen, You're I know. You're kind of bossy. You know, nah, I don't want to talk about that. But anyway. throw me under the bus so at the very me, end. No, I'm not going to throw you under the bus. Yeah. But unless you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> pervert. Anyway. Let's 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 go like this. Yeah. I want to ask you another question about okay. this because it's kind of interesting. Do you find things turn you on that I do, or do they just turn? Is it just anybody could do things that turn you on? <laughs> oh shit! I have said that. How should I answer this? What I mean is that is there particular things about because I'll, okay, I'll 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 reverse the questions. It's like there's certain things the way that you are or move or look or say. That I've never heard anyone else say, mm-hmm. or if they did, I'd be like, oh, "That doesn't do anything for me." Right. But when you do it, I'm just like, "Holy right. crap!" So there's certain things, and maybe this is just like a male versus female thing. Well, that's it. it I wanted. That's why I'm asking because there seems to be this big thing about what, what turns males on, what turns females on, and you know, I I I find that well, you like. If you talk a certain way to you or do certain things to you, you start the engine like big time. You are a, you got certain buttons that get pressed. But the thing about it is I find with women, it's always something that is said or done. It's like, oh, I saved a kitty and I walked to your car right. and I made you some jambalaya. Next thing you know, it's like, stop. <laughs> Sound right? effects. Whereas creepy. guys are like always, you know, they obviously, and this is an old cliche that's visual or whatever, but is, I guess what I'm asking is like, is there certain things that like, obviously you guys see, you know, women walk around, they see some guy come out of the gym and it's like really sexy or whatever. And, and they kind of go, wow. But is that just looking and you're kind of, yeah, or, no, or, or is really it, is shit. it like, I would bang that dude. Oh yeah. Like I, let's not talk. kid ourselves. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I seen, I've seen attractive people and I'm like, let me just think about that for a minute and then go back to real life. Like what, what would that be like? Like, I think that's normal human reaction, but yeah. I think 
I would say it's similar for the both of us. As you get older and in relationships, I think it's more just like, it's like the favor bank, you know, like all it's like, well, that sounds romantic. It's, but no, it's like all these little things add up to make you feel nice. Like if it's, you know, just the right scenario, like it's a little bit, we were talking like a little bit of like the, the proper foreplay, but it's in terms of like, are you helping around the house? Do you feel like your partner listens to you? Are mm-hmm. you feeling satisfied as an independent person? Like, I think it's a real plethora of all of those things most of the time but sometimes maybe you just need to let off some steam and right. i could put a bag over your head and we'd be fine <laughs> oh my God. In you're fact, so the dude in this relationship I know, but i've always felt like that even as a young woman my friends would laugh at me and be like you're such a dude and i was like whatever i'm just very confident and i don't mind being a sexual being and that's important to no, me. no and, and she's like i'll testify to that yeah but, but what i mean is so it kind of explains it to me my question was basically it's just like is it things so with me, it's things that you do specifically, specifically hmm. a combination that I see. And I'm just like, Bring. no, I can't say that I'm that complex. Is that right? Yeah. I got to say we are completely I know. different people. I think that I like, I think in some weird way, the stereotypical male, female, yeah. we're the opposite. Yeah. Cause the thing that a big, and this is going to surprise a lot, a lot of guys are like, you're full of shit, Dean. But one thing is like, I had it, maybe because I'm hanging around you a lot. You have a lot of very beautiful people that you know and whatever, mm-hmm. and and they're all wonderful people. But sometimes I know that it, I'm more of a combination than I ever thought I was as a younger man mm-hmm. because I see sometimes an extremely beautiful woman with a beautiful body and whatever. Mm-hmm. But if it's too single, like one-dimensional... is in her character... Care, yeah, yeah, inner character, or I see like it's it's too false, mm. and and I mean it it can be very very subtle. Even you can just tell by talking to somebody a little mm-hmm. bit. I would I can't. There's no way. Oh God, same thing though. Like physically, like, like I if need, you have I weird freaky hands I and like. Real- <laughs> Hands are a deal. I'm not even if kidding. If your hands are on your feet and your feet are on your hands, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be problem. There have, in my younger days, I've been on dates with people with weird hands. I'm like, you know what? I got to go. Like, it's not going to work out physically. That's a thing for me. Oh, because you're measuring the whole hand thing. You're like, okay. No, not above. even. I'm just like, oh. no, I need to know, like, can this person pick up a hammer and help me <laughs> if I need some shit done around the house? Like, I'm, I'm being lo- like logistic <laughs> here. Right. Like, but no, for me, it's an aura of a person. The same thing as you. Like, it's yeah. like, you, you know, there's certain things that may physically catch your eye. Right. But then it's like, okay, if we're actually going to have a conversation and I need to be near this person for yeah. half an hour, yeah. like, obviously we're going to, you know, if you're going to be speaking, there's yeah. got to be something to you. There's got to be some grit that's right, like right. going to keep you entertained because people are multifaceted. Right. Yeah. And as are your needs, yeah. you know, you're not like this one dimensional character. So, yeah. And, and I, and, and I guess it depends on the situation you're in. I even find like when we talk on, you know, in this forum that we, we don't talk as, as intricate as we do in real life. That's because I'm actually pausing. (laughs) I talk a lot and I have a tendency to talk over you because I get very excited. So I'm actually giving you a chance to finish sentences. I noticed that. You're welcome. Our whole relationship should be on here, like the Truman Show or something. We'd just be like, hi, how are you? I'm fine. You know. No. Because I'm trying to make it enjoyable for a listener. I do talk very fast and I get excitable. That's hot. (laughs) 
so yeah but anyway i think i think we've We've covered a huge Jeez, amount covered, of ground. Yeah, a lot of stuff, and um, like ninety percent of it makes no sense. But uh, hopefully, it did. You know, we wanted to good. talk about. You know, we we touched on travel, and we touched on our experience doing that in our last episode together. In this episode, I thought we could really just talk about just being together, being mm. like cohabitating, being you know partners, being lovers, being parents, being all of the things that you do as a married couple. And it's mm. so easy to look at someone on a video and to look at someone on Instagram and be like, their life must be like this and it must be so easy. Well, no, yeah. babe, it's work. And sometimes one person doesn't want to put in the work yeah. and they sulk. And things get shitty. And then you have to realize, hold on, if this is a priority and this is your person, you're loyal to that person, you 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 know, you think you put them first, you make decisions yeah. based on how it's gonna work for the dynamic of your family. And I feel like when you invest in your partner and you invest in the your intimate relationship and you're just your partnership as friends, mm-hmm. everything else flourishes. Yeah. And, and 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 don't you think like we've gone through all this stuff and you know, even just talking back and forth, it's there's a lot more to it. Like it's, it's so multi-layered, mm-hmm. uh, uh, our, our relationship. And I can't help think about if we were the same age, mm. would it be, would there be as much depth? So I don't but, know. I don't know. I don't think there would be. And you know what? I would love to know, you know, from the people that are listening right now, send me some tweets, send me some messages on Instagram, comment mm. on the blog. Like, I would love to know, you know, just curious, like what is the age gap, if any, between you and your partner? And if you can relate to a lot of what Dean and I are saying, if you think that maybe the age is, is a thing or if it really is just like personalities for for us. Because yeah. it could just it's be a personality. Is it personalities or is it the age gap? Because, you know, if we were to go to high school together and I, I remember one of, uh, I think it was your subscribers or something messaged me and she'd been with this guy for many, many years and they were the same age and mm-hmm. they lived in the same small town and whatever. And, and it just seemed like, you know, there's, does that make it really like, Oh, I've seen everything about you and whatever. Or does it make you more dependent on each other? Does it? Cause that's yeah, the maybe. first thing that comes to my mind mm-hmm. is that I, that has always been a big worry for me. Like, mm-hmm. and it, it actually conf- is a little bit conflicting for me to even say that because one of the reasons I think that our relationship has been able to like, we got married and we had kids and all that is because there was a point where I decided and realized in order for this to go any further, I have to make Dean my person because I was younger and it was still lots of back and forth where my family had a lot more pull over my decisions and things. Mm-hmm. And I had to realize that like, that you can't do that in a marriage. You can't be asking outside factors for their input on your relationship. And I think we've established a lot of that too. And you know what? I didn't know that was the case, but talking about it, the independence that both of us had from our our families. And don't get me wrong, families are supportive and all stuff. We love them. They're very good in those wedding movies where mom's crying while you're putting on the veil. But in reality, once that's done, mom hit the road. I'm going to knock some plaster off the wall. That's what I'm going to do. Where did that go? But no, like they're living their lives. Let them live their lives, right? You're living your life now and you have to find your footing as a duo, as a partnership in order for you to have this solid foundation to build the rest of your life on, you know? So look at me with these big metaphors. But anyway. Well, it's two in the morning now. I think we're going to wrap it up. We have to wrap it up. Yeah, we're done. Well, we've talked about a lot. We did. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you did too. I mean, I find a a certain style, uh, the style that we have is that, we just 
talk like crazy about everything. It's just all, you know what it's like? It's like it just all starts coming out. I know. Like we, maybe we should script it or, or maybe they like that style. I don't know. They ain't scripting. Like I have time to script anything. <laughs> don't even, don't even answer that question, people. It's not going to be scripted. But if you'd like us to discuss any other topics, you can let me know. You can send me uh, some tweets, some DMs on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want, over on the blog. Links are going to be in the description of this episode. But we thank you so much for tuning in. This was great. It was great. Thanks, Dean, for being on another episode. Thanks, Amanda. This might be your last episode for the season. Not the last episode. Are you kicking me? Are you firing me? I'm not firing you, but I can't have you be in every episode. That's true. And I don't want to be in every episode, but it's nice that you ask me. I like it from time to time. Well, we're already getting to the end of season one. We're nearing it. So we're going to take a little break for like a little bit, and then we're going to come back with season two. So this isn't the last episode, though, so don't worry. Um, But I think it might be Dean's. So if you want, follow him on Instagram, at planetdean2. Uh, Let him know how you think he did. And that's about it, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.